The LA Kings' bizarre season continues with an embarrassing loss to Buffalo. Where do the Kings go from here? That and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Well, the LA Kings started off their four-game road trip by pooping the bed in Buffalo. I would curse on this show if I could, but I can't, so I will say poop. Uh, completely embarrassed in a lopsided loss to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, we'll do a quick review on the game. Perhaps I should call it an autopsy because the Kings played like a lifeless corpse in this game. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Uh, if you missed the game, and uh, if you did, good for you because uh, this game started at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, it, it was, you know, if you're a nine to five person, that's obviously not a convenient time for you. Now I'm not a nine to five guy. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty much the opposite of that. Um, so I was thinking as I was watching this game about Kings fans who, you know, get off work at five o'clock, drive home, take some time, maybe you grab some dinner on the way, or you make something as you get home and you're going to sit down and watch the, the Kings game. And I sent out a tweet. And I meant this sincerely, maybe it seemed funny, but I said, quote, uh, if you're driving home uh, and you planned on watching the Kings game, don't. Um, and I'm not one of those turn it off guys. Like I have a buddy, uh, Doug, the Ducks fan who, and I don't, I'm not saying I don't get it, but he's, if it's not going good, he'll turn the TV off. If it's not going good, he will leave the game. He famously turned off the Super Bowl when his Patriots were losing to the Atlanta Falcons and missed them staging the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history, and they actually won the game. So I'm always afraid something like that's going to happen to me, whether I'm at a game or watching a game. And if it starts off bad, I'll usually will stick it out unless it gets really, really bad. And then I might say, you know what? This isn't fun. I'm done. Um and I got to tell you, last watching that game yesterday, after the second period, if I didn't have this podcast, I would have turned it off. But I watched it so you didn't have to. I did that for you out of love. Uh, so let's let's check in on how this game went. We won't prolong it too much, but uh, the game starts off, and the Kings allowed goals by Buffaloes. J.J. Paterka, Jordan Greenway, and Kyle Ocposo, and they were down 3 nothing. And it actually felt like it was worse than just 3 nothing. 3 nothing's bad. Of course, the Kings had a 3-1 lead against Buffalo in their last meeting, and the Sabres came back and won. So I wasn't ready to wave the white flag at that point. I'm like, all right, 
that was a bad first period, but come back second period, maybe you get that first goal and you build off of it. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, the Kings went from bad to bad. Um, they allowed more goals in the second period. Um, we're down five, nothing after Rasmus Dahlin and Zach Benson scored. And then the third period, more of the same Alex Tuck and Jordan Greenway's second goal of the game. And the Kings would lose seven to nothing. King starting goalie, David Riddich allowed five goals on 17 shots. He got pulled after the second period. Cam Talbot came on, allowed two goals on seven shots, including allowing a goal on the very first shot he saw. Uh, and it was just whether you were a forward, a defenseman, or a goaltender for the LA Kings, it was bad. Uh, as for the game stats in this one, um, the Kings actually looked better on the stat sheet than they did on the scoreboard, 7 nothing, But they outshot Buffalo 33-24. Uh, the power play, though, 0 for 3, while Buffalo was 1 for 2. Faceoffs favored the Kings 30-19. to Block shots did favor Buffalo 25-10, and hits favored the Kings 22-13. Uh, usually we have our pluses and minus segment after a Kings loss. Um, we're not going to do that because there were literally no pluses. I'm not kidding. I can't think of a single thing from that game to say, well, the Kings did, they did okay in that. No, it was it was bad from start to finish. Uh, nothing as far as a plus, but there were a lot of minuses. And uh, I guess you could just sum it up by saying the entire game was a minus. Remember, um, Jim Hiller talked about that thing about having a positive bank account at the end of the game. The Kings were all bankrupt uh, at the end of that game. They were all penniless. There was no money in the bank account after that one because of so many negative plays. And I think a couple of things kind of stood out for me uh, as far as a moment. Drew Doughty, your Hall of Fame defenseman, one of the greatest defensemen in Kings history, he passed the puck deep in his own zone up the middle. It was easily intercepted and turned into an immediate goal. And then Andre Kopitar, maybe my favorite all-time King, uh, the captain of the team, he was a minus six in this game. That's hard to fathom for a guy who was thought at one point this year to be a Selkie Trophy frontrunner. That game alone might take him out of consideration. And look, I'm not blaming it on those two guys at all. There is plenty of blame to go around for everyone. But when you're two leaders, the guys wearing the letters on their sweaters, you know, when you see that for them, that's uh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I know some will say, you know, we need to go out and get better goalies. Uh, and I'm not saying that isn't necessarily true, but the Kings could have had Patrick Juan as prime in net in this game and they're not winning the game. It was it was way more than just, oh, the goalies allowed seven goals. Uh, we had our keys to victory. I chuckle. Uh, on our Monday show. And I don't know if the Kings have gone over in the keys to victory. These are usually very generic kind of things, but the three keys I had was number one, build off the win against Edmonton. They obviously did not do that in a spectacular way. Uh, I talked about the positive bank account. That certainly didn't happen. And then I had start strong, finish strong, because remember the Kings started strong in their last game against Buffalo. Uh, but they let that lead slip away. Well, the Kings started bad, and they finished bad. Now, I will admit to being a prisoner of the moment on occasion. 
But this is the worst loss of the season for the Kings. I don't think there's any question about it. And not just for the obvious, the seven goals allowed was the most goals the Kings have allowed all season. The seven goal margin of victory was obviously the worst loss of the season. But the timing of this loss after a great win over a red hot Oilers team for nothing on Saturday, that's shocking. The script appeared to have been written. All-star game break, bye week, coaching change, hit the reset, come out looking great, let's go. And now this, the Kings look like a completely different team uh, from the opening shift. I mean that. From the opening shift, they looked off. The Kopitar line started this game, and they were like stuck in their own end for like a minute. It was like, oh, this is not good. Now, just because you start bad doesn't mean that's the way it's going to go the whole game, but that was the way it went the whole game. I don't know how a team can go from looking so good just a few days before to looking so completely awful the very next game. And oh, by the way, this wasn't like they were playing the Boston Bruins. They were playing a bad team that's been bad at home against a mediocre goalie and a Kings team that's been good on the road this year. And that was the result. I'm I'm shaking my head. Um, I, I guess it's why I think that Sports is the greatest reality TV because sometimes it doesn't make sense and you can't predict what's going to happen. And I did not see this coming. Um, maybe, maybe this is the LA Kings. Maybe this is their season in a nutshell, right? Team that looked amongst the best of the best earlier in the season. And then now lately has looked average to bad. Maybe the inconsistent Kings are exactly who this team is. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised by this. Maybe I'm the dummy. Um, now, the good news is, and is there good news? Actually, kind of. I know silver lining thing. Whether you lose one nothing or 70 to nothing, it's still just one loss. And I don't blame anyone for after this loss, feeling like they have no faith in this team. I totally get that. It was that bad of a loss. But again, it is just one loss. The team can't make this out to be bigger than it is. Maybe the fans can because that's what we do as fans. But the team has to continue forward. They've got big games coming up. They're still in a playoff spot. We'll talk about that more, the details on that. But man, um, I didn't see that coming. And that was awful. There's no other way to describe it. Absolutely awful. Now, where do the Kings go from here, both as a team and from a management standpoint? We'll talk about that next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. I don't because I use Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I use Game Time to buy tickets to NHL and NFL games this season, and I am a very satisfied customer. The app is easy to navigate. They've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and the best prices guaranteed. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. I love that you can view your seat before you buy it, so you know exactly the view you're going to get when you purchase that seat. Uh, that seat. Uh, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. All-in prices show you the total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps on the app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL. For $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on NHL, L O C K E D O N NHL, 
for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today on Amazon Fire TV. Well, where do the Kings go from here? Well, from a team standpoint, you just go forward. You put your head down and you keep working. That's the only thing you can do. Now, it looks like the Kings are going to switch things up, going to make some line changes. We'll get into that more on tomorrow's show when we preview that Kings-Devils matchup. And that should be, I mean, maybe that's the game of the day on Thursday because you've got two teams desperate to get points. Uh, the Devils right now are out of a playoff spot, uh, but they need wins desperately. They've been inconsistent. They were thought to be a certain playoff team this year. And the Kings, of course, holding on to a playoff spot. So we'll see how that goes. But as far as Jim Hiller, I mean, this is he's only been on the job for two games, but he's he's seen the Kings play up and down hockey. But even this one had to be a surprise to him. So what did the Kings interim head coach have to say after this game? Well, he said, quote, uh, I talked about it the other night. The guys had fun, and it was a fun night. No fun today. No fun, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to play like that. We're going to have energy. We're going to recommit to our identity, which I said was checking. You saw it. We got away. I don't know why. We'll figure it out. We'll go through the tape. We'll talk to the guys. We'll get to the bottom of it, and we'll correct it, and we'll get going again. Again, that was Kings interim head coach uh, Jim Hiller talking about that loss to Buffalo. And, I mean, you could argue, well, what else is he going to say? He has to say that. Um, But it is the truth. Uh, The Kings, as a team, have to put this in the rearview mirror. As I said, it is just one loss. It can't make it bigger than what it is, even though it was ugly and even though it was embarrassing. Hopefully, as professionals, they are motivated by this uh, to not have something like this happen again. Because uh, they in the last two games, they've certainly seen the highs and the lows, and the lows are not any fun, and they need to correct it, and they need to get going the very next game. As for GM Rob Blake, he said in his press conference when he announced that Tom McClellan was being dismissed, quote, everything we dictate from this point and from this going forward is based off wins and losses. End quote. And at the time, I'll admit, I didn't really get what he was saying. I'm like, what What else would you base things on other than wins and losses? Um, but maybe he was giving us a glimpse into how the Kings are going to have to handle things up until the trade deadline, which is coming up on March the 8th. And that's the big question for the LA Kings right now. 12 games between now and then. If the Kings are the team we saw against Buffalo, then the decision is easy. If you're if you're if they're awful the rest of the way and they can't win games, then as disappointing as it is, you got to be a seller at the trade deadline. You got to cut your losses and be realistic about where this team is and try and reset for next year. Now, doing it with a GM who's looking to save his job is an interesting call. Um But the problem is the Kings have pretty much said all season long that they're all in this season. Now, I'm not saying they're going to trade away a Quentin Byfield to to try and do some desperate move to salvage the season or something like that. But they've talked about it before the season. They've talked about it during the season. 
We've talked about it. The Kings are expected to be a playoff team, and the goal is to advance in the playoffs. Now, this was supposed to be the season where the Kings took that next step. Now, it's still possible. Even after that loss, I'm not ready to, to throw in the towel on this team. And it was a terrible loss. But I still think the Kings should make the playoffs. This team has spent to the cap. They've made a coaching change. They have a GM that's going to lose his job if they don't make the playoffs. And it, probably if they don't do something in the postseason as well. How is that team going to be a seller at the deadline? If they're still in a wild card spot, it's not going to happen. Uh, now, some of you might feel like it should, and I can't totally disagree with you. Um, but I, I, again, in the circumstances the Kings find themselves, unless the bottom completely drops out, I don't see them being sellers. Now, they may not be buyers because of circumstances, but I, I think they're going to say, we're going to let it ride and see what happens. We're not going to trade Matt Roy. We're not going to see if there's a taker for a Victor Arvidsson. Uh, we're not going to ship out Blake Lazad or Arthur Callio. I, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, there was an old TV show. I'd like to think it's not old because it didn't seem like it was that long ago I was watching it. But there was an old TV show called The X-Files. And they had like a tagline after the opening credits. And it said, I want to believe. And that's me right now. I want to believe. But is it? I'm also questioning it. Is, that a, is it a pipe dream? Am I being realistic? After that Buffalo loss, I'm not completely sure. Now, again, maybe things become a lot clearer in the next 12 games, but because the way the Kings played earlier this season, that's why I still believe, and that's why I think some some of you probably still believe too. Um, now, some experts and even those in the Kings organization are, I think, willing to let this thing play out, but I also don't think it's out of balance for those of you that think this team isn't going anywhere. Even if they make the playoffs, they're too inconsistent to actually do anything once they get in the playoffs. And it's hard to argue against that. Now, that said, I want to believe 2012, LA Kings were an inconsistent team. They were up and down. They got into the playoffs as the eighth seed. They decided not to throw in the towel. They decided not to be sellers at the trade deadline. They decided, we're going to let's, let's see how it plays out. How did it play out? Well, they shocked the President's Trophy winning Vancouver Canucks in the first round, and they won the Stanley Cup. Now, obviously, that was very rare. It doesn't happen often, although we did see a team squeak in the playoffs last year in the Florida Panthers and make it to the Stanley Cup final. So, again, it's that playoff mystery because it's so different in the postseason. It's just get in and see what happens. And there are examples of that not being that crazy of an idea. And this is a team that's got veterans on it. This is a team that isn't, you know, a young up and coming team that's been playing over their heads. And you're like, well, you know, if we just get in, that's fine. There's some, there's some talent on this team. We saw it earlier this year, but this is where the Kings find themselves right now, questioning themselves, us questioning them. I, we'll see. I don't know. It's it's there. It can go either way at this point. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. We've talked about it in previous episodes. There are reasons why it's not just not just belief or hope. There are reasons why um, the, the schedule the rest of the way, the teams that are chasing them, what they're doing, uh, things like that. So 
I, I think it's going to play out. The Kings get in and hope for, I don't want to say a miracle, but hope for that second life in the second season. But like I said, after the game against Buffalo, the way they played, that was rock bottom. I hope. I can't imagine it being worse. And we'll see how the Kings respond. And how they respond as a team will dictate how the organization responds going forward. As bad as that loss to the Sabres was, it actually could have been worse. You may not believe that, but it's true. I'll explain why next here on Lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with every winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet all your favorites in the NBA and the NHL on players and teams. You've got lots of different options, quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Hey, the LA Kings look to get that awful taste out of their mouth. And uh, likely we'll welcome back Victor Arvidsson coming up this Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time in New Jersey against the Devils. Huge game for the Kings. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Well, I mentioned it actually could have been worse. The Kings lost. Not that the game itself could have been worse, but the circumstances surrounding it actually could have been worse. Checking the results from Tuesday's games that affect the Kings' playoff positioning. The St. Louis Blues lost to the Maple Leafs 4-1. The Nashville Predators lost to the New Jersey Devils 4-2. Now, the Kraken did beat the Islanders 2-1 in a shootout, and the Oilers did down the Red Wings 8-4. But those two teams immediately chasing the LA Kings did not gain any ground because they both lost in regulation. Now, the Oilers did win, so they've got 63 points in third place in the Pacific. The Kings hoping to maybe have an outside shot to catch the Oilers, unlikely the way things are going right now. But the Kings have now dropped five points back of Edmonton for third place and an automatic playoff spot. St. Louis, as I mentioned, no points with their loss to Toronto, so they're still at 58 points, same number as the Kings. Kings have still played two fewer games than St. Louis, so they hold the tiebreaker and the number one wildcard spot. The Blues are the number two wildcard team. Nashville lost, did not gain any ground. They're at 56 points, so they're still two back of the Blues and the Kings. Calgary is still three points back, 55 points. They didn't play last night. And then Seattle did win. They've got 54 points, so they're four points back of the Kings. So it is getting a little bit more compacted, a little bit more crowded as far as the number of teams that are involved now looking for a playoff spot. But the Kings right now still have the number one wildcard spot. They still have the tiebreakers having played fewer games. So that is some good news for the moment. Now, coming up tonight, no scoreboard watching. There are no games of interest tonight. For the LA Kings, none of the teams they're competing with for a playoff spot or a wildcard spot are in action. So the Kings, again, still the number one wildcard team going into their game Thursday in New Jersey. And if the playoffs started today, same scenario as it was and has been the last few days. Kings, number one wildcard team, they would face the Dallas Stars in the first round of the playoffs. Dallas is still leading the Central Division. All right, coming up tomorrow, huge, huge game against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to preview that game coming up tomorrow for you every day. Those of you that listen and watch Locked on Kings every day, 
Uh, we're going to give you the details on this New Jersey team. It is very interesting. Old King Tyler Toffoli over there trying to lead that team into the playoffs. They've been as uh, perplexing as the LA Kings this year, maybe a little bit more so because they haven't really been in a playoff spot all year, but they are coming on a little bit of late. They just got their star player, Jack Hughes, back, and they are looking for a push to get into the playoffs here late in the season. Of course, the Kings looking to get back on track. Victor Arvidsson ready to return, looking to hold on to a playoff spot. If you're looking at the schedule tomorrow, it might be the big game of the day considering what's at stake for both teams. So looking forward to previewing that game tomorrow, giving you some detail on the New Jersey Devils, talking about the Kings lineup changes, which they are apparently going to have as well. Uh, All that coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on LA Kings. Of course, we've got our usual Friday feedback show. Uh, If you want to talk about anything going on with the Kings, uh, we welcome your feedback. Uh, Feedback at, actually, it's it's Locked on Eddie is the email address. Locked on, I should know it by now. Uh, Locked on Eddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. That's where you can send an email for our Friday feedback show. Always love for you guys to leave your comments on the YouTube episodes as well. And we'd love for you to stay interactive with the show by following us on social media, X, Twitter, uh, also Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. All right. Uh, that, that game's over. We'll put it in the rearview mirror. Time to move on. And um, we're on to New Jersey. Uh, I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. Happy Valentine's Day. And we will talk to you on Thursday. And as always, go Kings go.